It is starting now, 11 o'clock. Everyone, welcome to the Power Half Hour. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, he is uh, 2012, 40, a top 40 under 40. He's the mm. director of development at Bucci Development, is a big developer here in Greater Vancouver. He has 20 years of real estate experience at, at the tender age of, what are you right now, 29 years 30, old? 37. 37, okay. I'm nearly sorry. nearly 20 years experience. Nearly 20 years. Good for you. Good for you. Well, thank, thanks for spending some time with us today. And today we want to find out a little bit about you know who you are, how you have succeeded in the real estate industry on the development side of things, and what you're going to share with us, five things to really finish strong for 2020, such an interesting year. So uh, without further ado, again, this is Troy Abermanis. Welcome. Thanks a lot, John. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a bio on myself if, um, you know, John didn't cover <laughs> a lot about me. Uh, you know, I've got nearly 20 years experience in real estate, as John had mentioned. Um, I've essentially worked in all areas of real estate. Currently the director of development at Bucci Developments. We're a local multifamily home builder that operates in both Vancouver and Calgary, so essentially in Western Canada. Um, I also do a lot of volunteer work as well, um, you know, in my personal spare time, just because I enjoy giving back to the community. I sit on a few boards, some are industry specific, some are not-for-profits. Um, a few years ago, I was the president of the Real Estate Institute of BC, and I also enjoy mentoring as well. So that's a little bit of background on myself. Um, John, you sent me a list of questions. Did you want me to go through those in order or how did you want me to tackle this? Yeah, so we just kind of flow with the conversation. I want to know, you know, all those experiences, thank you for sharing with us. How all did right. you get started uh, in the real estate industry? Did you start as a realtor or did you jump right into a development? Well, yeah, I, I, I started as a realtor, but, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was an interesting journey. Um, so I originally had an interest in real estate when I was younger. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I actually lived in China for a year and I taught English overseas, just trying to figure out what to do kind of between high school and college or university. Um, you know, I, in that time, I made up my mind that I was interested in real estate, uh, you know, living, grew up in Vancouver. It's such an interesting uh, place to be. And real estate is always extremely topical here. Um, as uh, many of you may be from Metro Vancouver or from other, uh, you know, places or other markets. And you've probably heard of the, you know, the Vancouver bubble and when is it going to burst and things like that. So I always found that interesting when I was uh, a young man. Um, I was also uh, very lucky to have some mentors early on. So some successful realtors and successful developers um, that uh, took the time to, you know, explain to me what real estate was to them and what they, uh, you know, what they've done in their careers to be successful. Um, I took the BCI real, uh, BCIT real estate program and I just basically jumped right into real estate. Um, my first job was working as a realtor's assistant or kind of a, a project management assistant and then kind of working my way up from there. So that was uh, my first job right out of uh, you know, uh, school. That was an interesting experience. I was working for a top realtor in Richmond at about 150 listings uh, at the time. And I was just basically told manage the listings, uh, you know, work with buyers. There was a lot of buyers at the time, um, you know, like uh, help out with project marketing, project launches and things like that. So I kind of got thrown into the deep end really early on. Mm -hmm. um, I did really enjoy the real estate sales and the real estate project uh, marketing side of things. 
but I found after that year that I was kind of more interested in the product and I was more interested in the development and the construction side mm. um, and a little bit less enthused about the sales and marketing side because it's tough. Um, you know, John, uh, for people like yourselves and other people on the call um, who are realtors or mortgage brokers, uh, it's, it's not easy work um, and it's tough to be really successful at real estate. Um, uh, when you uh, began in the very beginning, the first, I think, two to five years kind of builds the cornerstone of your career. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was lucky that I had the opportunity and the experience to kind of deep dive into a very successful realtor's business and um, help him manage it. And, you know, what also kind of turned me on to real estate development as well was this individual, he was shutting down his real estate sales business to start a development firm. And so, that also piqued my interest in real estate development as well. Um, so that's kind of uh, a little bit of the background there. Um, well, I was working full time, uh, you know, after this one year, and then I had an, the opportunity to join a smaller boutique real estate development firm in Vancouver. Um, I was also taking uh, courses uh, part time while I was working full time. So I was taking the uh, a diploma of urban land program at UBC. I finished my bachelor's degree um, while I was working. I completed the appraisal program at UBC. I did all my real estate licenses. So, you know, managing broker's license, uh, wow. property management license. Uh, so you, you name it, I have it with the exception <laughs> of strata. Um, uh, hopefully there's no strata managers in the call. There's nothing wrong with being a strata manager, but that just didn't tickle my fancy. So I kind of, uh, nerded out, if you will, when it came to real estate education, but I really wanted to excel in my career. So I thought that, you know, if I was interested in real estate development, I had to understand how real estate worked, you know, kind of a, uh, from a 360 holistic perspective. That's awesome. So you basically, you, you, you know, the in and outs of everything you've done, the sales, and then you jumped into development, uh, property management, you, you're also <laughs> managing broker. So you basically know everything about the real estate development game and the sales game. And now your chosen field is to focus on development development uh, with Bucci, right? And that's yeah. all you're doing right now. I wouldn't say that I know everything because you can never really know everything right. in, in real estate. Uh, I would say I know enough to be effective as a development professional. Um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky because I also have a really good team of people that I work with. Um, the director of construction for the company, the director of sales, marketing, and leasing, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, Mike Bucci himself of Bucci Developments, you know, just being able to work with such a strong team. Um, I, I became much more effective by having a holistic understanding of the development process. So, you know, I'm able to, you know, have the conversations with construction or have the conversations with sales and marketing and leasing, you know, effectively. Um, I think it's, uh, it can be a bit of a challenge um, if you are working with uh, a team, like say you're a real estate team leader, like John, I know that you um, are a very successful real estate professional in your own right. Um, probably one of the best in Vancouver, as far as I know. Um, and, and that's why I'm happy to be, you know, become friends with you uh, through, uh, you know, another uh, mutual friend introduction. But, uh, you know, when you're a successful realtor and you hit a plateau, um, you realize you don't have enough time in the week to do the deals that you want to do, or you're coming, you know, coming up to burnout or whatever the case is, you realize that you need a team to help you. So, you know, you'll hire uh, an unlicensed assistant or you'll hire a licensed assistant, 
or you'll partner up with another realtor or, you know, you might partner up with a mortgage broker because you kind of feel there's a synergy between the two of you. There's lots of ways to, to tackle real estate. And so what I've found um, is teamwork, at least in the development field, is paramount um, to success. And so, again, I've been very lucky because I have such a broad depth of knowledge. I'm able to work well with the, the team that I work with so that we can deliver, you know, like some really exciting communities kind of throughout Western Canada. So. Yeah, good, good stuff. I mean, it sounds like uh, through your journey, you were, you know, you put yourself in the right place at the right time. You found some mentors and that's how you were able to excel. Now, it, you know, at 16, 17, almost 20 years in the game, how do you keep the grind going? And how, you're so positive. Every, every time I see you, you just have a big smile. How, how do you keep that going? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, a lot of coffee. I probably drink about, uh, and this is no word of a lie, probably about eight or 10 espressos a day, if not double <laughs> espressos. I don't recommend it for anyone. You have to have, I think, a strong heart for this. Uh, and, um, you know, in, in all honesty, when you love what you do, it doesn't really feel like work. So I've always been really interested in real estate and I've always had a passion for it. Um, you know, it's so broad and so multifaceted. And, you know, have, from a development perspective, there's always new ways to develop. Uh, there's new ways to build. Um, there's new ways to sell homes, to market homes. And the industry in itself is just, it's always innovating. And so, um, you know, I, I, I took a little bit of time, John, to watch some of your previous videos uh, from some of the previous speakers that you had on. Um, and, you know, uh, when Louis, for example, in one of the videos that uh, you had him on for, he mentioned that, you know, back when he started that, you know, it was fax machines and, um, you know, it was a variety of other technology that we don't have today. And, you know, in development, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. When I started in, when I started as a realtor and when I started in real estate development, um, they didn't have uh, the MLS that we have today, mm. which is kind of funny to think about. I don't know if any of you on the call are familiar with Microsoft DOS, but there was a DOS-based MLS system for MLS uh, about 16, 17, 18 years ago. And it was actually a very effective system um, because it's really fast. Uh, you know, the privacy laws have changed over time. You used to be able to find information uh, more quickly about um, prospective clients. You know, as a realtor, that would be tremendously helpful. In the last few years, uh, the privacy laws have moved in such a way where it's very hard to find um, prospective clients' information. So, you know, like, even from a real estate sales perspective, the market has really changed. And then with the advent of Zoom, uh, you know, and um, other people utilizing other, uh, you know, online formats for communication, things have really changed. If it wasn't for COVID-19, I don't think that um, we would have such a technological adoption, you know, amongst almost, you know, the entire population, uh, you know, professionals. So it's really interesting. I never thought a year ago I would be on a Zoom call with you, John, uh, you know, talking about real estate. I mean, this was totally unheard of. People were doing telephone calls and coffee meetings and they were, you know, uh, sending emails or whatever the case is. And now it's just, you could do a Zoom meeting, you could have your screen shared, you could walk them through the contract on Zoom, you could have them sign virtually by sharing the screen back and forth, making sure that all of the documentation is signed, sealed, and delivered, and they can have a copy of the contract during the call. I mean, that to me is crazy. So, um, 
you know, that's one of the interesting things I think about real estate uh, as being innovative and adaptive and flexible. I mean, from a, a development perspective, you know, which is kind of where I focus my time now, look at built green, look at lead, look at passive house and, you know, all of these changes towards more energy efficient buildings. And, you know, that to me is really interesting as well. Not, not to bore you with the details on that. If you're a salesperson, uh, you know, or a mortgage broker, you know, it's, it's an interesting fact to sell to say, oh, this is a passive house building or, you know, this building is lead platinum or things like that. So just being able, um, you know, to be uh, involved in real estate just in such, you know, breadth and depth as I am uh, to me kind of keeps me going. And what I love about it most is that I always get to keep learning. I'm not doing the same thing every day. It's, uh, you know, one day I'll be working on a property acquisition and another day I'll be meeting with a banker and we'll be talking about finance or, you know, I'll be working with the, the sales and marketing team on a leasing strategy or designing leasing space with them. And, you know, I might be having a conversation with the construction department like I was this morning about signage for commercial retail units, um, you know, and how to best uh, set that up so that, the, you know, the lease space will be successful from a marketing perspective. So, you know, it's, from my perspective, being able to kind of be uh, in the know on, you know, every aspect of the real estate from acquisition through to concept, through to construction, uh, completion, turnover of the keys to the um, end homeowners is pretty amazing. It's uh, amazing to see a community come together. So that's kind of what keeps me going. That's perfect. And I guess it's, uh, you know, guys, if you're getting burnt out, if you, if you think like it's monotonous, you know, because of routine year after year after year, you know, for 20 years for Troy, he keeps learning new things, right? And he keeps himself fresh. And so you don't get bored because you're always learning new things. And he drinks eight cups of coffee per day. So that keeps him going as well. Now, because I'm asking for myself now, with this type of climate, you're, you're, you know, your routine is always the same. You can't really go out of town. How, how are you avoiding burnout at this time? I'm uh, spending a lot of time with my girlfriend. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to take, you know, take time to reflect on, uh, you know, um, you know, kind of life as it is, right? I'm uh, also spending a lot of time with family and friends, more so than I, than I did before. I mean, you know, uh, you know, as a real estate professional, you know, as you all are on the call, you know, you could do 40, 50, 60 hour weeks plus, you know, depending on how, how busy you are, how driven you are, or, you know, just, you know, where your clients are taking you or your clients needs, whatever the case is. So um, I, it's kind of an interesting story for me. So I actually went into work every day during COVID, during March, like as soon as they shut down uh, the office, I continued to come. Every day I came in from nine to five. I was wow. the only one here most of the time. Um, I'm just a creature of habit. I'm kind of a creature of routine. So I just found that if I was still in the office and I was still working and still being productive, that, you know, I enjoyed that because, I mean, if you've been working in an office environment essentially for, you know, like nearly 20 years, you know, if somebody tells you you can't go to work, well, you're probably going to go to work because I've been, I've been doing it for thousands of days. Um, but it was nice because, you know, less people were calling, less people, uh, you know, there's less emails coming through. Um, there's still the same amount of work, but I had more time to focus. You know, I was able to get my work done, uh, you know, um, you know, quite 
uh, you know, neatly wrapped uh, in, you know, from the perspective that, uh, you know, I was just able to concentrate. I found I was able to um, just really focus in and hone in on the things that I needed to get done because before COVID there was always distractions. Say you're a real estate agent, be trying to do multiple offers, a buyer calls you, wants to see a place, um, you know, in development, you know, I could be dealing with the city of Calgary on one issue and then all of a sudden an issue comes up with a city of Vancouver project. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the, you know, uh, the multitasking is kind of the same thing um, to an extent, but for myself, you know, I was coming into work, um, you know, just keeping my daily routine the best I could. And then at the end of the day, I was seeing my girlfriend. She's a nurse practitioner. So she works in the healthcare field. So obviously she was working extremely hard herself as well during COVID because she was a first responder essentially. So just spending time with her, uh, spending time with my mom and dad, um, you know, my close friends during COVID, obviously being responsible and socially distancing is important, but you know, just making more time and just being grateful for uh, the family and friends that you have and just acknowledging them and, and uh, you know, just enjoying the time that you have with them. I'm sure, John, that uh, you probably found yourself spending more time with your family and more time with your friends and, and having, I guess, more of a period to reflect during uh, the situation too, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what I hear from you is that uh, family time is important. That's why, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with, without my wife. I'd probably, uh, you know, go crazy, right? But, uh, you know, having her here and seeing her more, seeing my daughter more has actually, you know, calmed me down, has grounded me uh, a lot. And, uh, you know, really, th thanks for sharing that. And so I want to touch on this a little bit, uh, Troy. You've managed 32 developments an aggregate amount of 1.2 billion. That's a lot of pressure. I want to know how you handle that pressure on a daily basis. Do you get anxious? Do you like ever get scared? Like what, what goes on in your mind when you're handling so many money? <laughs> That's a, that is a very good question. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, when you're working on um, projects, whether they're large or small, you kind of have to treat them uh, with the same level of care and the same uh, scope and scale, you know, as you would, um, you know, with any with anything that you're working on, uh, you know, from a real estate perspective. So what I mean by that is, it doesn't matter if it's like a 25 unit subdivision or, you know, like a 50 unit like uh, uh, townhome project or a hundred unit apartment building or you know like two high rise towers or three high rise towers or whatever the case is. The most important thing is that um, when you're working on the project and and that's why, you know, earlier on in the conversation I was mentioning, having a strong team uh, to be able to work with and rely on to execute, you know, the overall vision for the project, um, you know, and I'm lucky in that regard. I think, you know, and I feel that I work with some of the best people in the business, you know, here at Bucci. Um, when it comes to kind of creating the vision for a community, uh, you know, you're thinking about lifestyle and you're thinking about you know, the people that are going to live there and then you're tailoring a product for, uh, you know, uh, their lifestyle so that you can enable their lifestyle. The people will enjoy living in this building, calling it home. You know, you've got, uh, you know, um, you've got one bedroom units, you've got two bedroom units, three bedroom units, you've got uh, bachelor suites or studios as, as you call it. Um, so you have to make sure that all of those things are considered. Um, also the uh, architecture, you know, the um, public realm is really important as well. Uh, just taking into consideration, kind of walking the neighborhood, walking the block, uh, getting to know the neighbors, being a good neighbor is important. Um, working well with the city, working with the, 
you know, the politicians and the, the planners, the engineers, um, you know, and the other various stakeholders that play a part in the approval process is really important. Uh, and then, you know, just going to town with your consultant team, your architects, your, uh, you know, structural, mechanical, electrical, civil landscape consultants and the other specialists that work within it and working collectively as a team, uh, you know, to achieve the vision of that development, you know, and then uh, turning it over to construction to build, turning it over to sales and marketing, uh, you know, to sell the vision or to sell the dream of, of uh, that housing, um, whether it's being sold or leased or whatever the case is, all of those factors kind of play into it. And then last but not least, you know, just making sure that you're enjoying yourself and you're enjoying the process, um, you know, throughout uh, the development life cycle. Um, there's a lot of people who, you know, just look at real estate development as dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why, you know, when, you, when you're asking about like small projects or large projects or, you know, the total number or whatever the case is, I kind of treat every project the same, whether it's a small project or a large project, because, you know, at the end of the day, you're building homes for people. You're building homes for, you know, like, uh, um, you know, young families, you're building homes for, you know, um, you know, uh, individuals who might be selling their single family home and downsizing to a condo. And, you know, that's a major change in their life for them. So if you, you kind of look at it from the community being complete, and then you work backwards to how can you build that and develop that, you know, and sell that successful community, I think that really does help with um, the process, you know, uh, a num you know, total number of projects and a total dollar value of projects, um, you know, that, you know, it's an aggregate value, um, you know, or it's, a, you know, a number of communities that you can drive past and you're really excited about seeing when they're finished, whether it's five, 10 or 15 years ago. Um, you know, from my perspective, uh, you know, when I started working in real estate, I had no idea that I was going to be working on, you know, like tower projects that are worth, you know, 100 plus 200, you know, million dollars or whatever the case is. I had no idea. I, mm. I never envisioned that by the time I was 37, I'd be working on, you know, like master plan communities. So, you know, for me, when I essentially got started to where I am at now, you know, I'm just excited about the scope and scale of the projects that I've continued to work on. And, you know, honestly, I've been lucky, uh, you know, I've been lucky to work on some of the projects that I have with the, the team that I work with and with Bucci. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of view it as I'm only, you know, as a development professional, I'm only as good as my last development that I've, you know, successfully managed or navigated through the process. Um, you know, it's like being a realtor, you know, your, your um, realtor stats get reset each year, right? So you might be number one in 2020, mm -hmm. but in 2021, you might not adapt. And then all of a sudden you might be like number 50 or number 100 or whatever the case right. is. So I kind of, you know, I'm a little bit competitive natured, uh, not tremendously competitive natured. I'm, you know, quite easygoing, John, as, as you're getting to know me, you've seen. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I kind of feel like you're only as good as the last community that you've developed. Right. Um, so I kind of take each development in stride, kind of one project at a time. And, you know, each project ev evolves. Some, some days you love the project you're working on, and some days uh, you're stressed out about the project you're working on you know, for whatever reason, but hmm. that's kind of how I tackle, um, or I've tackled all of the projects throughout my career. That's awesome. So it sounds like you had a very clear vision in mind of what you are trying to achieve and then unfolding it backwards, reverse engineering it. And at the same time, really focus on the process, the journey 
instead of the end goal and not get disappointed along the way. And you're, you're actually inspired every step of the way because you know what the end goal is, right? Yeah. And, and to me, it doesn't matter if it's a small project, a medium-sized project or a large project. I'm just excited to work on real estate, right? I mean, different cities, different project types, different communities. And, you know, not every project goes smoothly. And some projects just go you know, like far better than you ever anticipated, right? So that's kind of the, the interesting thing about um, real estate. I mean, like as a real estate professional, you know, you could have 10 clients that are exceptional and then you could have one client that's, you know, uh, taking up a lot of your time or as a mortgage broker, you know, you could have, you know, 20 clients that are very, very, uh, you know, complicated. And then you have one client that, you know, you just, you know, just re if you just find it refreshing and you're excited, you know, you're, you're re reinvigorated to work again, right? Kind of thing. Um, real estate's tough. And, and, you know, from my perspective, working, you know, in, you know, kind of almost all the, the facets of real estate, you know, it's just interesting to see, you know, everyone who's involved and in kind of what, what they bring to the table. So that's awesome. And, and congratulations on your success, uh, as always. And then, you know, again, I'm just really inspired by people who work so for so long in real estate, always keeps a smile on their face. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by that. So finally, Troy, how do we finish 2020 strong? That is a very good question. So my first recommendation would be to not get COVID. <laughs> you can avoid getting COVID. You will definitely finish 2020 strong. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, that was just like the first answer that came to my head. <laughs> okay, good. When I, when I was supposed to answer that. Um, the second uh, thing I'd mentioned, and again, this is kind of what I alluded to earlier on in the call, is to set aside time to spend, fam uh, sorry, to set aside time to spend with family and friends. I think it's really important. Um, there's a lot of discussion right now about social fatigue and social burnout mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you're seeing floating heads on the screen all the time, like, I see a dozen floating heads on my screen at the moment. And you know, some people weren't hardwired for this type of communication. So, you know, don't do a Zoom call and just uh, do a regular telephone call because, you know, we're more programmed for that. Um, you know, uh, just make, like after this call, you, you know, call your mom, call your dad, call your brother, call your sister, you know, plan a romantic evening for your partner, or, you know, plan a, a family outing for your kids and family. Like, that if you haven't done that in a while, I'd highly encourage you to do that. Things like that, I think, um, you know, appreciating the small things in life are, are, are really important, especially, you know, in the crazy pandemic times we're living in. Um, the other thing I would say is find ways to work smarter and not harder. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Zoom, like I was saying earlier, is a really good example of, you know, how to work smarter. If you can take your clients through, you know, the, the homes that you need to take them through or, if you're a mortgage broker, you can walk them through the transaction online in a more streamlined process or a more automated process. So it makes things easier for you. Like think of how much more productive you can be. Um, you know, I was mentioning earlier, doing a Zoom call and walking a client through the contract and then flipping, flipping back and forth, sharing the screen, getting them to initial on all of the contract changes per se, or, you know, in real time, amending the purchase and sale agreement while they're on the call with you and then flipping it over to them right away so they sign off on it. Like, I, I think these type of, you know, efficiencies are, you know, like real game changers. Um, I would also say, keep looking for opportunities. Um, 
you know, the weird thing about this pandemic is there are certain, uh, you know, sectors of, you know, various industries that are going gangbusters right now. And right. then there are other industries, you know, and other market sectors that are you know, just hurting, unfortunately. So, you know, if you're a real estate professional and there's a niche that you work in and there's a way that you, you know, haven't thought about to tap into it further, um, you know, maybe you're a single family salesperson and you want to get into the condo side of things or the townhome side of things, or you're a residential realtor who's thinking about dabbling in mixed use commercial, or on the flip side, you're a mortgage broker who mainly does, you know, like A business and you want to get into B business, or you're thinking of getting into commercial, the commercial financing side of things, you know, think, think bigger and think broader and think bolder about ways that you can kind of pivot, you know, in this time, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, the individuals or it's the organizations that, you know, are kind of looking at things kind of upside down or backwards that are creating like really interesting ways to, you know, like be profitable and sustainably profitable in this, you know, like weird market that we're in. And then um, uh, the last thing I would say is keep it only the finest. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Okay. So number one, guys, uh, don't get COVID. Live through yeah. it. <laughs> number two, Spend time with family, guys. If you haven't called your mom, called your family, and spend time with your partner. Um, let's have a date night this week, wife. That, that'd be awesome. Thank you for that. Working smarter, not harder. Guys, when you're grinding, you know, think about ways where you can make yourself more efficient. Number four, look for new opportunities. New opportunities, right? There's so many businesses that are not doing well, but there are so many businesses that are actually thriving uh, in this market condition. So what, can, what opportunities do you see in your industry to have yourself thrive? And number five, only the finest. That's right, John, only the finest. <laughs> only the finest. All right, Troy, thank you so much for today. Uh, phenomenal and very inspiring. How can we contribute to you? How can we, uh, um, you know, maybe bring you deals, the, the, the agents that are local to you? Well, uh, in about a year and a half or two years, we'll be selling a project called Garden Drive uh, in East Vancouver. We'd love to see all of you there if you have clients who are interested in purchasing a quality built home. Um, if you have clients potentially in Calgary, we'd love for you to send them our way as well. Um, you know, we're a quality home builder. Uh, Gucci's been around for three generations since 19, the early 1950s. Um, for me, uh, John, there's, there's not really much more you can do for me. Your friendship is, you know, always appreciated. Um, you. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, you can check me out on social media, uh, Instagram, Troy McBath, Troy uh, McBath. Facebook, Troy McBath. Um, that's all my social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as exciting as you on social media, John. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, guys, uh, follow Troy on social media, and you know what a big contribution you are today. Very inspiring. Uh, let's finish strong. Finish 2020 together. Don't get COVID. All the best, guys. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, Troy. Thanks a lot. <laughs>